to the Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired police sergeant. For latest news articles and much more, check out our website, letradioshow.com. In the Law Enforcement Today show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, first responders, their families, their community, and victims of horrendous crimes. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Our page is Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Check out the daily articles on our website, letradioshow.com. And while you're there, download our free app. The Law Enforcement Today Show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Many are using the term epidemic to describe the current problem of drug and or alcohol abuse in the United States. Virtually everyone we know has been negatively impacted by this problem. Yet for so many that are experiencing the devastating effects of drug and or alcohol abuse, they don't know who to turn to for help. Who can we trust to care for our loved ones? Transformations Treatment Center is one of the most respected, ethical, and professional drug and alcohol treatment centers in the world with a strong focus on individualized care, offering a wide range of holistic, specialized, and medically supervised treatment programs. We know that many of you have questions. Take the time to call Transformations Treatment Center for the answers. 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Or go online to transformationstreatment.center. If you've missed past episodes of the Law Enforcement Today radio show, Never fear. You can listen to them online as a podcast. Just go to our website, letradioshow.com. Calling us from the southern United States, we have on the phone a lady we're referred to as Jane Doe. Jane, thanks so much for calling us on the Law Enforcement Today show and sharing your story. You're you're welcome. I'm and the reason here. we're going to use Jane Doe, because this story involves her son. We'll call him John Doe. Uh, he's still wants to be anonymous. Jane is okay with her giving her identity out at this point, but uh, when we talk about the, the details behind the story, you'll understand why there's some anonymity. We're talking about her son being sexually abused, molested, whatever terms you want to use, by someone that we should be able to trust. Uh, this was a person in the clergy. This is a person who was a Catholic priest, correct? Correct. Before we go into details, I want people to understand something. I was raised Catholic. I still consider myself to be Catholic. I'll tell a little bit about my story. I'm one of the fortunate ones. I never encountered this, but I know guys who did. And I'm not into bashing Catholics. This happens in all walks of life. It happens with all manners of clergy. It happens with scouts. It happens with neighbors and family members. And it's a horrible, horrible situation. But I just want to clear that up so people don't go, oh, this is going to be a Catholic bashing episode of the Law Enforcement Today Show. It's not. We're going to talk about what happened to you, your family, and your son, correct? Yes. First of all, how old is your son now? 25. And how old was he when this molestation, sexual abuse occurred? Nine years old. That's uh, a long time ago. Rather than ask you a lot of questions, thought of it, just start from the very beginning from your story of when you became aware and what you know of this. Okay. I did not know about it until he had recall because he had a trigger. And he told me in 2014. And 
that was 10 years after it had happened. When it happened, he was in reconciliation. And for Catholics, and I'm also Catholic, not now, but for Catholics, that is where you go to a priest and you get to know what forgiveness is. Reconciliation is what we call it. This was his first experience with reconciliation. Yeah, back when I was a kid, we called it confession. So Mm -hmm. then, I'm so old, Jane, I remember when it was done, before we had the advent, we called face-to-face confession, where you actually sat down and talked to the person. It was always in a locked closet kind of thing. Right. It was like in a closet. Right. Two two on each side and the priest in the middle. Yeah. But this was uh, in a room, and... uh, face-to-face with the priest, and as he told me, you know that part at the end where they tell you penance? And this is where the priest asked him to take his clothes off. And he walked around, looked at his body, made comments, and then he molested him. And when he came out, he told a teacher, I I have no idea which teacher, And that person responded, you shouldn't lie like that. Now, because that statement was made, my son never told me. I never heard from the school. I never heard from the teacher. I never heard from the principal. But years down the road, he had a trigger, and it all came back. And that's when he told you about this? Yes. We had been having problems. He had drug and alcohol problems. He was, you know, his friends would, he would visit with his friends. They would have beer parties. And when he had a few beers, the sobbing started. And I remember on two occasions at least, they brought him home because he was just inconsolable. They didn't know what was wrong. We had to seek some treatment because this was, I was very concerned. And rightfully uh, so. And I did not know the root of the problem till he had a trigger. And it was a person sitting in my living room. And he made the statement, Mommy gives me the creeps. That night is when he told me. And the movie he went to was God's Not Dead. And after that movie, he came home, and he couldn't wait to get home. And it all spilled out. He started sobbing, and I listened for an hour or so. And he told me what happened. And it all made sense then. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. It is. But not when, you, not when you're going through it. And, and this is one of the things where he, there's, uh, there's really no hard. book written on how to deal with this, especially years after the fact when this happened to him he told someone right away someone that's in a position of authority it was during school and it was on a certain day that they had reconciliation and it was inside the church and And nothing was done and he told a teacher but i just don't know which one here's one of the things that we were taught early on uh, as police that it's very easy to look at these situations from an adult perspective when you're dealing with 
a child and to apply adult reasoning and thoughts when you're dealing with a child that makes claims like that. But one thing we lose sight of is very, very rare for children, I'm just gonna make a generalization, under the age of 10 to come up with stuff like this because their mind doesn't tend to think like that. So to to automatically say, don't lie, don't tell lies, that's applying adult logic to something that doesn't, that's like trying to speak French to someone who speaks Greek. Right. And and getting mad because they don't understand you. Right, and he sucked it all back in and kept it there for years. He started having behavioral issues. He had depression, he had anxiety, he had panic attacks. He started having panic attacks his senior year and couldn't go to school. And he, my um, husband thought it was best to withdraw him from school his graduating year. And he took the GED, passed it. He said, if I'd known that, I would have quit school two or three years ago. (laughs) We're going to take a short break. (laughs) This is the Law Enforcement Today Show. We're talking with Jane Doe. We're going to talk more about when her son was sexually molested, what happened, and what life is like now. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Epidemic. America's public health crisis. These are all terms that describe the current problem of drug and alcohol abuse in the United States. Countless lives are lost, and heartbroken families are too many to count. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to saving lives. Call 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has many acclaimed treatment programs offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. And online at transformationstreatment.center. If you haven't done so already, please download our app. It's 100% free. We got versions for your Android and iPhone devices, 100% free. You can download them today at our website, which is letradioshow.com. That's letradioshow.com. Be sure to get yours today. Return our conversation with Jane Doe calling us from the southeast portion of the United States. And we're calling Jane Doe because she wishes to remain anonymous. We're talking about the incident where her son, when he was nine years old, was sexually molested, abused by a clergyman, a, a priest. And when we, before we went to break, you started talking about he was having behavioral problems. And like, for example, he withdrew from school in his senior year and got his GED. Before the event at nine years old, how would you describe him? Just a very happy kid, just a free spirit, had lots of friends. He participated in football. He participated in Boy Scouts. He just enjoyed life. 
he had older siblings. He was just a free spirit. And uh, I began to notice he was running around with wrong people. He was running around with people who were taking him down a path I didn't want him to go. About how old was you when that started? Probably high school. Okay. High school. Did you see a big and, change in between the event and shortly thereafter? Um, I looked back at his grades, and he did have a drop in his grades in the spring after the event. The reason I ask this, it's so easy for people to pass judgment and say, well, maybe they were out of touch parents. Maybe they didn't see. I would would counter that with when you're going through these things with, with a child, it's oftentimes doesn't make sense. And if you don't know, how can you know what you don't know, for lack of better words? You're saying, why all of a sudden is Junior messing up in school? Why all of a sudden is this happening? Why And that behavior gets worse and worse over time. Yeah, it was uh, really stupid things like um, he shoplifted and little things, not big things. But I said, why are you doing that? Why do you do that? And he said, it makes me feel good. He was so numb, he couldn't feel. You have to imagine when that happened, it's a violent act. And it's an adult who is considered to be next to God. He was very confused. And he he was active in in the church activities. When we got to confirmation, he said, I can't do it. I'm not ready. We didn't know what was going on. We thought, why? Well, he just couldn't do it. And he started going the other way, just doing a lot of things that were not good things. He had misdemeanors. Uh, he had people in his car who had pot and he would always be the one arrested because he had the car so he had the car and the friends who were riding had the other stuff he was doing self-destructive things the he he was never suicidal until recently and we talked to him about having a day in court and speaking in front of lawyers and he said, I can't do it. For what it's worth, please tell him that I did not go through this. And I'm very grateful I did not go through anything like that. I went through a lot of bad things in police work that have left me scarred in many ways. And I still right. find it very difficult to talk to a lot of people about it. I've come to grips that that's what happened. And I'm okay with the person I am today. But it was not an overnight thing. It took quite a while. So for him to not want to talk to anybody about it, I get it. I, I can understand that part. I don't understand what he went through. I don't understand what you are going through, but I get his reaction. That I understand. And please tell him, I don't hold him at fault for that. I understand. Yeah. He experienced PTSD. I had him tested with someone from Catholic Charities that worked there that I knew that was a counselor. And he passed with flying colors. He, had, he has PTSD. And I knew then, I said, where did he get this? He didn't get it at home. So 
He would have nightmares. To this day, he has sleeping disorders. He did go into a rehab for drug and alcohol for six months, and he was treated for PTSD. And so he's off all medication, no medicine. He's taking very good care of himself. He's in top physical shape. He's about to go into the service, and he's getting ready for that. But it's been very difficult because a a person with misdemeanors, they cannot find employment very easily. No. And it's also very hard to get in the military if you have any type of criminal record. It takes a lot, a lot of things to be done. And I'm not talking about heavy-duty crimes. I'm talking about stupid little things. Exactly. Stealing a can of air duster from Walmart. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. My my mother-in-law broke her hip one time, and I was down in my back. My husband had to run in and go check on her, so he didn't know what to do. So what did he do? He went to Walmart and got him a something to relieve stress. He used to huff air duster. Yeah. Very dangerous. And as I look now, you, this is one of those cases where it's so easy to look at someone who's suffering that has mm-hmm. all these issues and are, is abusing drugs and or alcohol to deal with those issues or as a way of coping with those issues and to look at them in a very judgmental way. And quite often, it's a very, very sick and suffering person that is not right. a, a horrible person. It's someone that needs help. And for those of you listening, if you have someone like that in your family, you know someone like that, or maybe it's you that's like that, I highly recommend getting in touch with the good folks at Transformations Treatment Center. Uh, they're right down the street from us. Uh, they're phenomenal, high-end, very ethical program. They'll take good care of people. They've got holistic approaches to all kinds of, of issues. You can get more information. Go online. Uh, check them out at transformationstreatment.center. That's transformationstreatment.center. We are talking with Jane Doe. We're talking about her son, John Doe. We're talking about when he was sexually abused as a child at nine years of age, how it's affected him, how it's affected the family dynamic. And we're going to talk a little bit about what they've done to get to where they're at today, to get their new normal, and what it's like to be where they're at today. This is Law Enforcement Today's show. We're going to take a short break. I promise you, you don't want to miss the rest of this conversation, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're all over social media. Be sure to like and follow our Facebook page, Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. We're on Twitter. Follow us at LET Radio Show Podcast. And on Instagram, look for LET Radio Show Podcast. Of course, don't forget our website, letradioshow.com. See you there. This is Law Enforcement Today's show, return conversation with Jane Doe, calling us from Southeast Portion of the United States. Her son, John Doe, as we're calling him, he's now 25, getting ready to go in the military, was sexually abused by a Catholic priest when he was nine years of age. Jane, you and I have talked a little bit, by email mostly. Uh, I believe you're listening to an episode of the Law Enforcement Today show, and Megan was on, and she was talking about being uh, the victim of a date rape in college. And yes. You heard that, and it kind of struck a chord with you, some of the things I said, and you contacted me and said, hey, I want to come tell our story. I'm glad you are. I'm glad you have the courage to do this, because so many people don't. And so many people out there are feeling as if 
their family is somehow a freak or they did something wrong or they don't know people understand this happens to a lot of people and it's not just don't get me wrong it's not just catholic priests it's it's all faiths it's scout leaders it's the neighbor it's the uncles it's the aunts we've got school teachers in the news constantly doing these sort of things and as predatory I don't even want to say it's a crime of sex. It's a crime of violence is what this is. And they, they really do violate people. And the reason I'm bringing this up is I'm now in my early 60s. And I was raised in Norfolk, Virginia, uh, most of my life in a military town. I, a friend, I just found out he died a couple of years ago. We'd lost touch. And he was sexually abused by the parish priest. And he engaged in all the self-destructive behavior you talked about, the drugs, the alcohol, everything else. And he died very young. Another guy I went to high school with, he left school. Uh, it was an all-boys Catholic school, a seminary. And there were rumors about a certain priest there, but I never saw anything. And uh, he filed suit, and actually, the priest involved was convicted of a crime. The reason I'm bringing this up Jane, is I got an email from the Diocese of Richmond where I grew up. And on there, there's about 20 or 30 priests. And the top 20 they had were proven in court or enough evidence or they admitted that they sexually abused primarily young boys. Of that top 20, four were priests that I knew that I spent a lot of time with. And I'll be honest with you, I'm still not sure how to handle this, that made me think did um, something happened to me uh, why them why not doesn't matter i'm glad it didn't but it's just such a prevalent problem i think it, i think it's we're in a transitional time in history right now and i got interested in the in in all this and what we were going through and i did research and i Drove to Chicago and attended a SNAP, which is uh, a SNAP meeting conference, which is Survivors Network of Those Abused by Priests. I know you've heard that that term, but Mm -hmm. it's a group of survivors who have been around for maybe 35, 40, 40 years or so, and it consists of people across the board. It started being for Catholics, but it is every denomination it is priests, nuns, lay people, you name it. And I learned so much. And I came back home feeling empowered because I felt like I don't have to take this. I'm part of a community of the church, the church, the universal church. And I should, I'm a, I'm a member, I'm a cradle Catholic from birth. And I felt so outcast. I felt like my my whole family, you know, nobody goes to the Catholic Church anymore. But, you know, it's it's just that it's going to take a lot to turn this around. And it's not just here. It's global. That's what's so horrible. It's global. It, It is a global issue. We have, these, we have these sexual predators all across the world, and, and more disturbing, and I'm not sure if you want to deal with this or not, we have people in politics, we have people in academia, we have professors, they're talking about 
pedophilia is not a crime. It's not even sickness, and it should be recognized as acceptable. I'm so glad you brought that up. And it's the furthest thing from the truth. I'll be honest with you. I want to take those people and drag them to the police station. I'll meet you there. Um, I, I think that is the next step. That's the next step to becoming the norm. And so this is sick. This is really a dark, sick thing. And whether we want to face it or not, we must. We must face this if we want it to change. People who don't want to face this reality, but it is here. It is. And so many families like you, like your whole family, it's not, it's the person who's abused is a victim. But what people don't take into consideration is the effect it has on the rest of the family as well. The whole family, to some degree or another, is, is victimized by Thank you. the predatory Thank you attack of that person. That. Yes. And part of me feels exactly like what it's even worse when there's a violation of trust. We're not talking about the boogeyman down the street. We're not talking about the guy who's cruising on the street in a windowless van with a bag of candy. We're talking about someone you're supposed to be able to trust. Exactly. And we're talking about, it's in all walks of life, teachers, policemen, yeah. nurses, priests, pastors, youth ministers, you name it. That's why we have to realize and put up a guard. We cannot let our guard down. And that is what I did. And I lived with guilt for a long time. Because I felt like I took my child and handed my child over to someone I didn't even know, but I trusted. I trusted. And I would love to say things right now that make you feel better, but I can't. I know I don't have those words. I'm not God. Okay. I can't I can't say things that make all of it go away. But I'm sure it's taken a lot of effort for you to put that type of thinking in its proper place. Yes, and... Uh, my husband and I have talked a lot because he he is a convert. When we got married, we married in the Catholic Church, and he's a convert. And I've asked him to do a lot, you know? And then this happens, and I have a picture in my room, and it has our wedding. We're in our dress-up, you know, my gown, and he's in his tux. And it's a picture in the same church where my son was abused and right behind us is the area that my son was abused in and i've recently thought i'm taking this picture down and get a different picture because it didn't used to bother me but it does now it's it's um it's not a good memory anymore well that makes perfect sense I'm, i'm sitting here listening to you talk and I, my stomach is churning. And I don't mean I'm hungry. My stomach is churning because I'm upset. And you just want to throw up. <laughs> it, makes me, it makes me ill. And, and it's not just the police side of me that, that is affected. It's the regular human being side of me. It's a father. I have two daughters. I can understand kids doing stupid things. And that's how you learn. What I don't understand right. is when an adult preys upon children for their own sexual gratification, and then uses a system to hide behind 
so they yep. don't get prosecuted. We'll talk more about that in just a few moments. We're talking with Jane Doe. She wish to read anonymous. This is a Law Enforcement Today show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We'll talk more about the sexual abuse and molestation of her son, who we're calling John Doe. Again, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Finally, our heroes have access to a world-class program for PTSD, anxiety, depression, and more. The Help for Our Heroes program at Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for substance abuse, addiction, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Plus, they offer complete treatment for mental health issues for those without substance abuse problems. In addition to multiple rehabilitation and holistic treatments for all those suffering from substance abuse problems, the Help for Our Heroes program at Transformation Treatment Center is a nationally acclaimed Veterans and First Responders Treatment Program, where law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the separate and highly specialized treatment they need. Got questions? They have the answers at the Help for Our Heroes program at Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at helpforourheroes.com. If you want to be a guest on a Law Enforcement Today show, just go to our website and contact me through there. Our website is letradioshow.com. That's letradioshow.com. This is Law Enforcement Today show. I'm John J. Wiley, joined by a woman we're calling Jane Doe, calling us from southeast portion of the United States. I know where she is. I know her real name, but we're not going to use that because we're talking about her son being molested at the age of nine years old during confession by a Catholic priest. You found out when he was, what, about 18, 19? 19, he, he recalled. And you said we, you had someone over at the house, and your son said, this, this person's giving me the creeps. I mean, the, the hair was standing up in the back of his neck, and he had a reaction to this person. Yes. And it's not the guy that was involved in this. It wasn't the predator. No, it was not, but... He had a reaction to him, and I didn't know why. And I even questioned that because it was a family member. But that family member was out of the country at the time he was abused. So it was not him. But it was a representation of what he had been through, the person who did this to him. Something about this this guest, this family member, reminded him, or use a word triggered. And uh, people love to, to mock that word. Okay. He was, he was a, a priest, priest, and that's what triggered him. Yes. And this guy could, be, could, for all we know, be a great priest, a great person, had nothing to do with this at all. It is not the individual involved, correct? No, he was not. All right. This is such a hard conversation to have, but I think it's so important to talk uh-huh. about it because. It's such a big issue. And uh, for people all walks of life, all races, they're going through this. And it doesn't matter whether the predator was a family member, a priest, a pastor, a minister, a scout leader, a teacher. doesn't matter. What we want to focus on, first of all, they're sexual predators. They need to be, you don't want to know my solution. People talk about <laughs> rehabilitation. You don't want to hear my solution to it because it's very, very aggressive. But... 
I don't want to talk about I think them. I've heard it before. You, you probably have. I want to talk about you, your son, and the family because these sexual predators are the scum of the earth, in my opinion. And the organizations and institutions that protect them, I'm not calling out specific entities, but whether they be bishops or cardinals or uh, principals or school administrators or, or scout administrators, whatever they, those who hide them and protect them are no better than the scum who actually do this. Exactly. And this is why SNAP, the organization, and the survivors are going after not just the priests who do it, but their superiors, their hierarchy. I'm telling you, it goes all the way up the ladder. Even though we don't want to see that, it does. And I wouldn't have thought I would be in this position ever, ever in my life. But this happened to us. And I say it happened to us because it happened to the whole family. Right. The whole family suffered from it. And we still do. But we have, everything is so much better. But it's, it's not to say we don't have bad days. But we have hung in there together. And we have, you know, I, I sought uh, professional help because that's very important. Um, I attended meetings. My husband attended meetings. One of the organizations, and I'm just going to put it out there, is Al-Anon. They're a great organizations. Organization. You can put it out all day long. Al-Anon, don't ask me how I know. I'm going to tell you right now. That's one of the hardest 12-step programs out there. When you talk about having to face what caused you to be messed up, the fact that, that mm-hmm. you got to deal with it, Al-Anon saves lives. They do. And there are people who are in this, a lot of people in that room. It's very confidential. But you're there, and that becomes your, your family. They become your family, your second family. And we've been going for years now and wouldn't have it any other way. I'm glad you did. And it is a lifeline. It's a lifeline. You can find them in the phone book. By the way, Alcoholics Anonymous, Al-Anon, Narcotics Anonymous, they're in every phone book. You can go yeah. online. You can find them. Just about in every city, too. Just about everywhere. And, and I'm going to go back. For those who have a loved one, or whether it's them, that's struggling with substance abuse, they've got maybe some mental health issues, post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, call the folks at Transformations Treatment Center. 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Phenomenal people. They really, really are. One of the things that I find really inspiring when I talk to people that have been through, I mean, just horrendous, horrendous incidents is there's a lot of inspiration that we can take and apply to our daily lives. Because quite honestly, Jane, if you, your son John and your family can come to grips with this, and you didn't, neither one of you, none of you asked for this. No. And find a way to get to that new normal. Find a way to find your center. Find a way to be reasonably happy regardless of what happened. That's the kind of stuff that we can all use in our lives. Yes. And, and that must have taken uh, a ton of work. It takes a lot. It took a lot of effort and a lot of work. And I think we've all done that together because... We're a close-knit family. I have five children, and 
eight, seven grandchildren. <laughs> I'm trying to add one. And we stay in touch, and we love each other, and we couldn't have gotten through this without each other. We have worked very hard, and God's been in the center, I'll tell you. because How do you keep uh, that faith? Regardless of all the things I've, you've been through. Because I've always had it with the relationship. It's a relationship, and I have it. It's not a religion or denomination. It's a relationship. And I've hung on to that for dear life. And I, nothing's impossible. You know, you can, you can get through this. But for me, I had to have God. The terms that I was always, you just talked about, uh, was described as being spirituality. That's a term that that is used quite often. And the nice thing about this is it's not one size fits all. By the way, those hats that say one size fits all, none of them fit my huge head. None of them. (laughs) I got a huge noggin. So when you talk about spirituality, this one size fits all God concept is not what we're talking about. It's about finding what works for you so you can be okay. And it sounds like you have gotten there. Yes. I've 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 evolved and I'm still evolving. And you're fighting. Still you're still fighting. Yes. yes, I'm still fighting. We sold our home. We moved away because we had an opportunity to come to a family home in the country. I love it. My husband loves it. My son's down here. And God makes a way. That's all I can say. And you've also entrusted part of the process to attorneys. I believe you're involved in some lawsuits. Yes, it's been going on now uh, over a year. And I have no idea where we are, but it was never about the money. It was about recognition of what harm was done and i'm sorry it's not enough i'm sorry it's not enough there's an old saying that we were taught to say i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry the answer is you're right you are sorry if you don't change (laughs) if you don't deal with the issues and in cases of people that are administrators of whatever organization if you hide and protect these predators you are a part of the problem Exactly. And you need to be exactly. held accountable. By the way, it sounds to me like this organization SNAP has been a big help and big resource for you. Do you have a place where people get more information? Yes. If you look up on the web, not SNAP, but Survivors Network of Those Abused by Priests. If you Google that, you'll come right to the website. And they put something on there every day. You can leave your email Someone will get back in touch with you. It's such a great organization. It's been there in place for at least 35, 40 years. And I, I can't thank them enough. They have been so helpful. Well, speaking of thankful, and Jane, thanks so much for coming to the show and telling your story. Please tell your son he's welcome here anytime, and please keep in touch. Very much appreciated. Thank you so very much. I'd like to thank our guests so much for coming on the Law Enforcement Today show. I've got another great guest heading your way next week. Don't miss it. Until then, this is John J. Wiley. See ya.